weighing in on some dope topics. Lend an ear while we talk our shit. Cause you know we bound to be so profound. Make you think a little when we push it down. Let us do the talking, just relax and unwind. Laugh your ass off, baby, have a good time. Robin, you, Seth, yeah, we something sublime. Run your mouth, bitch, yo, we out of our minds. Out of our minds. Welcome back. Run your mouth in studio with my co-host back in action. Not just here, ready to join us, ready to have a party. Right next to you. But actually <coughs> called in sick and bailed on his company holiday party no, to be here. Excuse me. I didn't call in sick to it. I just finally, left work. Finally showing some devotion to this show <laughs> in which he wouldn't show up for a month. And so he told his boss, listen. I'm here for office hours only. I got a project to do tonight that's very important and dear to my heart, and he showed up. And I probably so, could have done both, but <laughs> I could have easily done both. I just chose not to go to the office holiday party. Which I, I respect 100%. I, I, I get it. Like, you spend all day with your coworkers. The last thing you want to do is spend more time with them outside of work. And exactly. The, the biggest factor I find is that the second you're hanging out with um, your coworkers outside of work, it means you're just talking about work. That, no, I've I've had I've I've hung out with with coworkers outside of work where it has nothing to do with work, um, and that's the only type that I've done. Like, it's just like friends that I talk with all you know all day at work. It's it has only been like where it's people that I'm talking to with all day at work that like it's just okay. Like we'll we'll hang out later and and we end up not talking about work at all. It was just like it's all it's. It's over the past twelve years. It's one coworker. It was one co coworker that their that relationship has. I mean, that you hung out with outside of work and with like my wife and his now wife. So like it's it's we're developed uh, whatever it's. uh, Well, I think you said it. I think you said it best before we started cooking here. Um, which is I have to spend 40 hours a week. I have to fill 40 hours sitting next to you. If we have exactly. anything interesting to talk about, let's save it for while we're at work. And I would be totally on board <laughs> with the office uh, holiday party if it was going on on site during office hours. Right. During, like, like, if it was today at 1 o'clock and there was like a big lunch, done. Um, uh, all right. Let's, let's party. Right. You know, like if it's even at the office at 4 o'clock, okay, I'll stay for... You know, the hour, hour and a half. I'll hang out here. But I'm not going off-site to a, re- you know, a restaurant where it's going to start at 6 when I could just go the fuck home. Like, I just want to go home, to my, it's not, as I said before. It's, no, not, I mean, it's not the greatest you know, going home to my wife and right. kids, but like now, I want to see my wife and kids. If, if you didn't have a kosher thing going on, and it was like right. legit a restaurant that you liked, and you're like, oh, company's paying for dinner and drinks, do you think you'd be more inclined? Maybe Yes yeah, so it's partially so the, the Just a is, Jew I, kosher thing You're a weird mm, Jew kosher guy The company's going out You can't really eat No they would, you, they would Like I'll get they, the fuck out of here No they would get They would get Oh they'd get you from me Yeah Right um, I've gone to Holiday parties before There was the wife and kids And You mean the wife and kids Were invited No 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 It was like 12 years ago oh, and Before you just they to avoid even the existed wife and kids? No before <laughs> Before it even Before they were even A thought in my mind that was that was when I went because um, you didn't have a family to get home to. Right. Now it's like the work day's now over. Like, yeah, I want to go home. Get the fuck home and I want to see my get family. Naked and yeah. Ooh, hey, I like no, what's I'm going on at home. Right. With the kids up. Weird. Um, oh, speaking of which, 
Speaking of being in the nude in my house at mm-hmm. four in the morning, um, two nights ago, it was a crazy windy night. Um, and so we keep our kids' room store closed shut. And I th- I'm, I'm telling myself this that I went in, went in, why wouldn't, whoa, God, I think I just had a stroke. Um, when I went in to check on them before I went to bed, I think I left the door open a little bit. But at four in the morning, I think the wind from our room blew house open haunted. there, their door, and it was like wide open. And the older one woke up and was like, why is the door open? Like the door's always shut. And you walked by and in the nude? freaked out. And I happened to be sleeping completely in the nude. And my wife freaked, because not because I was completely in the nude that she's partially on board with. Um, but she was like, check every closet, every door. So I'm, I'm going around our house, turning on lights, stark naked, like hoping to catch someone who came into our room to scare them away. Because I'm completely in naked. the nude, and yeah. you figure they'll just look at you and make a run for it. <laughs> exactly. Did you? Were you running around with like a knife? No, I didn't. I didn't bring no the kitchen knife. knife? I thought, you actually you, know, you sleep in the nude almost every night? Not every night. That was like one of the. Uh, it, it depends. I, I mix it up, I, but I'm, you, I'm usually either completely or just underwear. I experimented with uh, sleeping in the nude in high school because at one point I had my own room. In high school? Oh. And I had, I had my own room in the dorm. I, I knew that like, you, you, know, were, you dormed with like several <laughs> yeah, with other, other dudes. I was like, hey, let, let's try this. I, I wasn't a fan, but I'll tell you really why I'm not a fan. I, I, I One of my favorite shows is called The Venture Brothers. And there was an Never episode. Heard of it. Oh, in be- high school. Best show ever. I still I still watch it. Venture Brothers. Great great cartoon, Cartoon Network. One of the best shows ever. They still have lot, like... They put out new episodes like every two years oh. at random. Um, but anyways, they had this episode where the two of the characters had been um, captured. And while they were captured, one of their testicles got intertwined, which I didn't know that that was a thing. But then ever since that day, I was afraid of that happening. Oh, like, yes. You, all you had to do was put the thought into my head of that's something that could happen. And I've been dreadfully afraid of that. So now every night when I go to sleep. You make sure that they're untwisted. I not No, I don't just make sure that they're untwisted. I mean, I just wear loose boxers. I'm not a boxer brief guy. I cut my nuts into my underwear. So oh, that you like, cu- oh, you. So like that they're oh, stuck in place. I do that sometimes. And I don't have to worry about yeah. one ball. And sometimes like I've even woken up in the middle of the night like, oh, God, like and check <laughs> my nuts. Happening. Yeah, just it's like happening. to make sure that one night because I kind of not sometimes my nuts have a bit of a hang to them. I can't have one nut just like you're on. I sleep on my side. If you're sleeping on your side, yeah. your top nut for danger, your top nut could potentially fall to the side of the other nut. Those could get wrapped around each other. Yeah, and even if it doesn't do what you're describing, all I can say still is, like, like you go pull a nut and like just be uncomfortable. All I can say is I hope that there's some other guy who listens to this podcast has spent his entire life sleeping in the nude comfortably, and I just put that fear into his head that he'll never be able to do it again. Well, you just <laughs> did it to me, and I, I I'm, I'll probably sleep in the nude tonight. Oh, okay. It didn't well, scare you, me off. I don't think it's you know complete, but it, it would be nice if you could uh, end someone's run of. Sleeping in the nude just by saying that. Yeah, there's nothing quite like sharing the otter anxieties that you have. And then like, because I'm that way. If like someone has an anxiety that I don't have, I'm like, oh, now I need to have this one. <laughs> like I'll, I'll absorb them. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm getting so anxious about adding these anxieties. It's freaking me the fuck out. That's why I don't leave the apartment. You start talking to people. They tell you what they're anxious about. You just keep adding to your list. You oh, know, God. it gets bad. All right. I want to start the show. You have any? Uh, any oh, wait. Uh, you, you didn't want to find out if there was actually someone in the house? Oh, yeah. Well, I figured there wasn't. <laughs> no, there wasn't. I could just it tell. It was all good, yeah. The, we, even at four, at four in the morning, 
our initial thought was, oh, there's definitely someone in the house. But then obviously in retrospect, when a window's open, it's like, oh, the wind blew that shit open. But it didn't stop me from searching the whole house, searching. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get this fucker and I'm going to scream in his face. Get the fuck out of my house. I was so excited. But you were actually hoping to bust someone. Yeah. Like someone who I, I don't know. Probably not. I was in the moment. I was excited a little bit, but yeah, that that wouldn't have been the best confrontation, right? Just to yell at them. Yeah, to it's your own fucking house. I feel like if someone comes into your house at night, they got to be pretty ruthless because it is ballsy as fuck to come into someone else's house at oh, night. Now, now you're fucking scaring me. Now you got to be like, think about it. Oh, someone's yeah. gonna someone's gonna protect their house. So if you come in at night, I feel like you're either armed. You're crazy or a drug addict. You're a ruthless motherfucker. I feel like just uh, just yelling at a dude's probably not going to cut it. How about if my I think that's if why, my dick's out? I think that's now, why now people, take that all back. I think that's why just people compl- just picture me completely nude. Yeah, would that do? I, I would don't that know. Balance that. I don't know if robbers are like bears that if you just put your arms <laughs> up and yell at them, if they just go and swing your dick yeah, around I, at them. Maybe, maybe that works. Uh, uh, that's what I was thinking. But whatever. We're, we're gonna have to put it out there and see if maybe that's like a good home defense that people maybe, have done. Maybe you could sneak into just to try it yeah, and see and how frightening we'll see, it is. Exactly. Okay, you I, be can, the test I can study. report back on how and I'll frightening just, it is. I'll just give you a key and like then I'll forget about it and you just. Over the next, uh, I don't know, just six on, months, I just that, that a random, random thing. Yeah. Okay. But how um, do I know that the next time, because of this conversation, you won't actually have oh, the knife have ready knife or, yeah. because we had this and you're like, ah, oh, I got to like be a little more prepared. True. Yeah. Like this actually. Hmm. All right. All right. I, how about, how about I won't do that then? I won't uh, give you the key. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Perfect. All right. And you don't so, want to talk about my, uh, my office, co- uh, holiday party anymore. I thought we covered it. Okay, we covered it. Well, was there something else that you wanted to get off your chest about the experience? No, I, I just, you know, as also something that you said prior to this, like what what my coworkers must be saying about me, like, ah, oh, you know, if that fucking asshole didn't come. There we go. You know what I think it is? Because I've had this experience a lot. People just kind of want you to be in their audience. So it's like if you're there, no one really gives a shit whether or not you're there kind of thing. But just the fact that you said, hey, I don't really care to be here is annoying to people. Like, what do you mean? The whole group's hanging out. Like, you're okay with not being a part of this? So it kind of like like limits people's idea of like the the importance of the whole office hanging out kind of thing. So I think in that, I I think they're just going about their evening. No one really gives a shit. They're probably not talking about you. Hopefully not. Um, but you know, because you're here, Josh is clearly going to get promoted. I mean, clearly well, that's. Sorry, all right. I want to get into the news, buddy. Let's so, get there. We've already commented on the fact that Donald Trump is not aging well. Well, and now he's his just most not doing well. His most recent thing. Did you see the the footage of him with the with the teeth? The chopping Yeah, that's yeah. not a bad impression of him without the teeth. So um, it appears to me he's losing. Oh, he his... doesn't have teeth? No, they were trying to say that maybe it was like dentures and they were falling oh, out man. on him. And uh, I mean, at this rate, by the time he's done, he's just going to end up like looking like a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> like that's the way he's, you know, with the teeth coming out. Um, and so he had, this, shit. he had this great play this past week. There's this, uh, I don't even know the lady's name, but I, I think she was a senator. And he said, oh, please, that lady used to come to my office. And let me tell you, she would do anything for money. Yeah. Right? And so the lady. And I'm saying anything. I think he reiterated. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Any, I, mean, anything. I mean anything implying. So that sounds filthy. Yeah. And so then they come out and they go, well, you can't say that. <laughs> and so he responds and says, get your mind out of the gutter. 
which he, he played. Oh, this, wait, did he tweet that after? No, or he his, just uh, in like the, a press the, his, briefing. His, his press secretary oh, okay. lady said that the Huckabee lady. <laughs> he played that so masterfully, and that's such, by the way, that's such rabbinical language. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's perfect. And I was wish he was going to say because like this lady's she's okay looking, but she's no Melania. I was hoping he was saying like. Come on, lady. Have you seen Melania? Like, I can only pay one person for sexual favors at a time. <laughs> Get a grip. So the other thing that was wild was um, some information came out this past week about Donald Trump's McDonald's eating habits. So the meal was like when they were on I the, just heard about the soda. No. So when they were on the campaign trail, one like they uh, firstly, there were numerous pictures of him like KFC. Uh, but one night for dinner, he got himself two. I think they were double max, two fish sandwiches and a chocolate shake now what blow what blows my mind about donald trump's eating of mcdonald's is you eat at mcdonald's because you can't afford to go anywhere else that's the place you go to to eat food and pretend like it's actually food Uh like i i can get behind the concept of eating unhealthy i had like a ten thousand dollar nest egg when i left that last job it's all been spent on sandwiches Okay. I haven't gone on vacation. I haven't gone out drinking. I haven't really done any drugs. It's been just sa- pastries and sandwiches. It's been fucking pastries and, and sandwiches. Pizza. But it has not been Mickey D's because even I got a, hey, I'm not going to eat Mickey mm-hmm. D's standard. Like, how are you down? Like, get yourself the best cheese. Like, if We've I had money, like, if I had money, that's all. It would- have a fucking cheeseburger, chef. That's what. Have yeah. an apple pie, chef. Just an apple pie. And he and he you can get all the money in the world. demand that. And he can have that. And he chooses McDonald's. A meal of fucking pie and a bowl of rice. Like this what? guy's a psycho. Yeah, it's... because he's not like he. Lit, as, as, as I've said this before on the podcast. He he literally can just say like, make me the most insane, like hard to get food item right now. I want that for lunch, and they will have to do that. Right on taxpayer dollars. Yeah, and he. And then I think I mentioned this before, a but bowl of rice. There used to be this thing I remember. Like people would go. It was like an honor to perform for the president or to serve the president. You understand? Like he could get the world's greatest milkshake maker to show up and mm-hmm. make him a milkshake, and instead he's eating Mickey D's. Like what the? What? Were people outraged about like the amount? Yeah, they were all outraged. Oh, over they're the like, amount. oh, he had four sandwiches yeah, and yeah. a shake, and not that. No one was like, why is he like, eating fast food? Was it because like he was on the run and like it's like, oh, just grab like even so a sack of? If no, you're as rich saying. as he is, like. No, maybe no, he, he wanted it right the no, fuck he, then. No, it seems to me like he clearly actually likes fast food. Oh, okay. Which yeah. blows my mind. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's his way of... That should be the next campaign against him. Like, how can you trust a man who eats this shit? But maybe it's his way of connecting with, uh, with the, you know, his uh, constituents. With the, I don't think he cares. He's not the guy that cares about that. Yes, absolutely. No, no, he's the guy. His voters, no, he no, for sure cares about. He's them. not the hey, I'm a working man like you. He's a I'm a winner, so let me represent you because I'll win for you. Look at my giant airplane that I got for myself. Look at right. these giant hotel. He, he comes at it from a different angle. If anything, he'd be tweeting like, "Look at this incredible food I get to eat because I'm at a this winner." Gold encrusted look at burger. This, look at this Trump steak. With, yeah, yeah. All right, now that's fucking weird. Totally weird. Oh, on the while we're on the topic of food, you're gonna love oh, this. <laughs> Let's go. We just just chop off the next four topics and we'll okay. just talk about food. <laughs> so first is I was uh my uh, my local bagel place. Got some good bagels. They got some good cookies. Mm-hmm. They got some good. They got some good muffins. They got some good coffee. So uh, I've been on a bit of a cookie tear. Going the afternoon. Um, getting myself a nice little cookie. Getting myself a cup of coffee. And then one day I was there. 
And and the guy actually said he's like, man, I I, I was like, I'll take one of these cookies. <laughs> man, you've been eating a lot of fucking cookies. He goes, man, you're like you're like kind of addicted to this shit. <laughs> he said that. And I want to say to him like, listen, if you knew the work I was neglecting in porn I just watched, you'd be eating this too. <laughs> like, don't you judge me. You don't know what kind of shame I'm trying to wash away right now. You'd be you'd be giving me this whole fucking basket. This is like this is like a six on the level of shame of the the steady nine point twos that yeah, I've been yeah. pumping out for you should see for the past week. See the rest of the shame I'm going to be putting in the rest of the day. This is just one cookie stop of many. This is not, man. You're addicted. What a fu- the balls on him to say that. First of all, because I'm used to the bakery people just like looking at you like they're salespeople. Doesn't matter right. what you order, they oh, look right. at you okay. and they go, "I'll right, get that great for choice. You. What else can I get for yeah. you?" Like you could tell them, on "I to want the next thing. I want all twenty of those cookies, and I want you to crush them mm-hmm. up and just hand them to me in a single ball." That I could consume, and they'd be like, "Great, what else can I get for you?" <laughs> exactly. What he's clearly like, not running a successful bakery bagel shop. Like, hi, I'd like that birthday cake over there. Perfect. Do you need candles with it? No, I'm just gonna eat it alone in the car. No problem. What else can I get for you? Exactly. <laughs> it's like he's probably the least successful. Like, even the, what he said to you, like, it's like you're addicted to that. Like, let's say a drug dealer said that. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, I'll get a, well, I'll get like an eighth. Nathan an ounce of uh, weed. It's like, man, you you must be really addicted to this stuff. Like, that's why they got to put these bagel <laughs> shop people on commission. You got to put that guy on commission. He's not making that comment. That guy is not doing a good job at what he's supposed to be doing. Now, on that note of uh, overeating Food? cookies, I yeah. recently went to a uh, Dunkin' Donuts, okay. which to me that's the lowest of the low when I'm eating junk food. Dunkin' Donuts is the lowest of the low. Yeah, if you're eating like that to me is like the fast food. Adjunct. It's like you go to a bakery, you get yourself. Uh, like, I, I've already gone into my cookie theory. Like right. cookies, you're eating they're donuts. Getting disrespected. You're eating don't like Dunkin' Donuts. What's wrong just, with donuts though? I like donuts, but I'm just saying Dunkin' Donuts donuts. Like they, they more often than not, they don't hit the spot. They're very generic. They're not. They're just not. They don't do it for me. Well, you're you are. It's like you're really addicted to these pastries. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, anyways. that's a ju- that's junk, uh, junk pastry. Yeah, it's low level. The, I need the good shit. The, it's not gonna. It's not, that's not gonna. That's do not gonna it for get me. me through. That's not gonna. Uh, this gonna, is gonna, this is life as a single man who tries not to drink and doesn't leave the house that often. But anyways, <laughs> um, I noticed this design flaw when you go into a Dunkin' Donuts. So you walk up to the counter and you. Well, want to, a lot of them are different. I've noticed there's a lot okay. of them. Yeah. Don't cut me off yet. I haven't made the point. You might agree with me. You might just go, Jesus. yes, that is a problem. Oh, I, I can talk now? Motherfucker. <laughs> I, I come to your apartment and, and now you're you not letting me talk? Part. Okay, you, you go to the Dunkin' Donuts, you're at the cash register, and you're about to order. And then you're trying to look at the donuts, but the cash register lady just blocks your view. <laughs> Have you of had the, that of the menu? No, no, not of the menu. Like you want oh, to see what the donuts do- are available. And <laughs> I they completely agree with right you. Right in front of you at face level, and then you like try and move to the left, and like they move, and like they give you this face, like, "Are you gonna order already?" Like, what the fuck? And you're like, "Can you fucking move so I can see what donuts are here?" But but you can't say that. No, you can't say that because if you get too aggressive, then everyone starts realizing, "Hey, this guy's got a problem." <laughs> this guy's Someone this guy's can- coming to the lowest level of donut places, <laughs> Someone- fucking ordering the the staff around to Someone- move. Someone called the donut support line because this guy is out of control. <laughs> but but then, like, they shift their head with you, like, as you're trying to look, like, tracking your eyes. Like, are you going to order? Are you going to order? Like, they, they got to put the cash people on the side. Move over, Asian lady. I'm trying to see the selection. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And Or even just, like, uh, I don't know. I think that's probably at the, like, very smaller Dunkin' Donuts where they have to cramp everything. 
Yeah, that's I, because that's there's some true, spread yeah. out Dunkin' Donuts where like there's ample room and they kind of put them. Those are like the better the better the Dunkin' nice Donuts, which are more rare since they franchised. Because now I feel like since they franchised, like they're they, just they, sticking them everywhere. They stick them everywhere, and then they got like a lot of them are like the Baskin Robbins dual Dunkin' Donuts, or it's like a Dunkin' Donuts at like a highway rest stop kind of things. Right. So every one of those has these design flaws. Yeah, I, but I hear like that. if you go to your old school kind of hey, this is out, just yeah. a Dunkin' Donuts, like um, you don't have that issue. All right, so now I want to talk about Raymore. Oh, so damn, we're done with food. I mean that's all I had. If you wanna, if you had anything on your mind, try to think of uh, what's going on in my food world. No. Well, well, we can get started on Ray Moore if something pops yeah, sure. in. We we can get to it. Um, so Ray Moore, he showed up on a horse. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> the guy is so Alabama. He's like, listen, I touch girls, I fuck my sister, I ride my horse. Like, <laughs> the only thing that could have been more Alabama is if he also showed up with a gun and a gay couple he wouldn't like get married. <laughs> so, they did robocalls. For um, Trump did it in support of Ray Moore, and Obama did it in support of I don't even know what the other guy's name is. I forgot it. But anyways, I wrote Roy Jones. Roy. I wrote Roy Rogers. I wrote what I thought, what I hoped those robocalls Doug sounded Jones. like. Doug Jones. Wow. Boom. I wrote what I was hoping. What did I say? Roy Jones. Those robocalls were. So okay. you take Trump. I'll take Obama. I'll make a ring ring. So who am I? You're going to do Trump. You can do your best your best your best Trump impression right. that you can do. All right, you ready? So I'm a voter. I live in Alabama and my phone's ringing. So we do the ringing and then ring. let it hit the hit the ring. voicemail or whatever. Hello. Ray Moore's great man. I'm sorry. Uh I meant Republican. <laughs> and uh now more than ever, those of us accused of sex owl assault must stick together. And that, what? Where did I go? That's not what I meant. Vote for more. More will help us with our greatness. That was a terrible Trump. Vote for more and more. It will help us with our greatness. Vote for but more that's fine. More. All right, now here's Obama. You ready? You, you, can, you can set me up with a ring ring. Bad impressions. Hello. Oh, this Obama. Oh, hi, Obama. It's important to get out and vote against more. Uh, when I was present, I, I, I didn't murder people in the Middle East or send us into debt for health care so that people aggressive towards women could be in government. Vote against more. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Those were our two robocalls. Um, now, did you actually see any of the, uh, the footage of Moore on the horse? Oh, yeah. It looked like he was... Didn't know how to glued. ride it. Oh, for sure not. And he looked like he was glued onto the horse, <laughs> first of all, and that the horse just did not want to be... Part of oh, this like, whole stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, was, was like, don't affiliate me with this yeah, fucking I, motherfucker. <laughs> what it looked like to me was he was trying to get out of the camera's view as quickly as possible so he could be done with the stunt. <laughs> so and he could just be riding into the sunset. There was 100% a moment where he was like this close to falling oh, off his for horse. Sure, which would have been perfect. It would have been the most legendary thing ever. So oh. anyways, Al Franken. Let's talk about that guy. So let's play Al Franken. I want to play a quick minute from his resignation. Let's go. It gave some people the false impression that I was admitting to doing things that, in fact, I haven't done. Some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Others I remember very differently. All right, so I want to pause this here, and this is why I hate Al Franken. Okay. If you were falsely accused, and we're living in a world where people are falsely accused. All the time. What kind of a person doesn't stand up and fight? 
if you're going to make the claim these incidences did not happen, you have to fight. You're fighting on the you're you're fighting for the side of justice. You're fighting for the fact of that like you actually have the power to stand up to people who are wrongfully accusing someone and going to cost them their job. How is that not more important than oh listen, I'm going to step aside so that women can have their moment here? He he's saying I was falsely accused. The the evidence was too strong. There were pictures. Those pictures, I'm telling like So I agree. Like, I agree. I, I think like yeah. you know, even though it was like yeah, it could have been in like I don't know some sort of jest, and so I agree that and like kind of joking around, right. And like it just didn't work. Those pictures were were what led to that. So I I, I agree that that picture alone, just because he's a liberal championing mm-hmm. women kind of thing. Yeah, he you, has to. You can't be the guy who has that picture out exactly. in the world and stay. But he's not. But that fine. So then that's what makes him a douche is that he's not just being apologetic. He's playing this card of like, listen. I am in the right. I am a hundred percent right, but I'm willing to be a. I'm willing to play a tribute martyr. with my yeah. own career so that women can continue to have this momentum and actually go take down people who are really bad people. Well, he he could have said they're definitely people that are way worse than him, and that in in that aspect, I would agree with him. Where it's like, from what you're saying is, you know, like I'll I'll be the fall guy, so that. This could continue to get the the so real me, right. real criminals. So to me, that's gross because then you're okay with innocent people being taken down along the way. And why is that a good standard? No, I don't think that's well. He's an innocent oh, guy, and so he's saying no, he's, that he's still the, admitting in, to in some the, sort he's of saying wrongdoing. in the path of let's get everyone. I don't want to get. I don't want to ruin that momentum. So if I'm one of the innocent people that get lost in the shuffle, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. And so to me. To say, hey, I'm okay with innocent people being prosecuted, that 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 to me is super. That, that's gross. Okay, but that's my take. Right. Um, the other thing I just seem to, I kind of have a problem with, um, with this system of like, I feel like I, I want truth. Like in all these cases, I want truth. I want to know what really happened, and like the way society is supposed to work is that we have a, we basically we come together and we say this is going to be legal, this is going to be illegal. And then we go to a place called court and we decide whether or not something was in violation of the law or not. What's going on now is not that. It's that basically you can make an allegation. And since just having an allegation made against you is so toxic, you're just viewed as being in the wrong. And so we never determine whether or not what really even happened. Right. And I think it's, it's, there's, I don't know, it's gotten to a point where it's just either. You could deny, even though people know that, you know, something happened, or you can just, okay, I don't want to have to deal with this bullshit. And that's, those are the two sides now, as opposed to right or wrong. But what I'm more, what I'm trying to kind of point out here is this is the dysfunction of government is that we don't have a working court of law where we're able to say, hey, this is right. This is wrong. We can show up there and figure it out. Because now it's, this is it's getting, gone into out of hand, though. So no, right, but that's a failure of our legal system. Yeah, and so as opposed to like because it would take forever. Okay, so then we have to fix that. Okay, that, no, that, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like wh- why aren't we having a conversation that there's a failure of the way that we're like? In other words, to me, if if we're gonna have government and we're gonna have society, 
So part of what that means is that we get together and we say, okay, we're going to appoint these people to enforce these laws. And then all of a sudden, let's say you start realizing like, oh, we don't have a law on the books to take care of this. Well, then we have to get together and figure out, well, what should be the law? Like, mm-hmm. so for example, there shouldn't be a, like, uh, there shouldn't be a gray area of sexual harassment. That shouldn't exist. There should be a law. If you say X to this person, you broke the law and we have to go to court and we have to see, did that happen? Is there evidence that you, that, that there sounds I- insane, Robbie, there is no gray area. What? You either broke the law or you didn't. We're a society, and we can get together and figure out what is and isn't appropriate. No, I, th- I That's think what law specifically is. in that regard, there probably are some gray areas. But but you can even you can even like say that bla- no, in black and white, this is a gray area. No, you can no. In, <laughs> no, I don't know what that means. In black and white, there is a gray Where area. Where you say like, okay, like this is just something that we can't rule on because it's there's it's an unknown. That this is definitively okay. So give me an, an example unknown. of what you would see as being definitively an unknown, where it's just there's not enough evidence in either case that could be. You mean it's just dis- uh, there's no discernible, you know, yes or no. Okay, so then here here's the way I approach that. So mm-hmm. you have a he said she said, mm-hmm. and so in a court of law atmosphere, we go he said she said. We have no evidence to say that this man is guilty. And so, therefore, it's viewed as being not guilty. Well, now we just figured out a system for that. I'm trying to think of what the, in other words, the flip side of that is, though. No, in other words, to me, it's like if you're going to have government and law, so then you have to get together and figure out Rule what, on it. what, yeah, you, you get together and you go, okay, let's say a guy is at a party and he says something inappropriate to the chick. We have this line on paper. We can all acknowledge that it was inappropriate, but he said it as a joke. Is that something that we want to view as illegal? Well, let's say well, like, it's a single line. That's where no, you're okay, to- so, towing the line. Like, no, so we go. It's like, well, so we is all this g- funny or is this you no, know, no, no. like so not we, funny? So we, so we all agree. If a person makes a single inappropriate gesture, we're not going to view that as illegal because that doesn't really. We, we actually need evidence of like re, okay, recurring, this, recurring. So now we've decided. Okay, if someone is a recurring offender, then maybe we can like t- take some sort of like you know what I mean. See, that's where I'm saying that there's. You could come to a ruling that there is a middle ground, that there it's there's it's not like you killed someone or you didn't kill someone. Well, then it sounds to me like oh that there's like should be like manslaughter and no 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 that, third degree that then in that case this isn't something so important that we have to worry about it. Either this is so important that it needs to be worried about, and then we need to and, get together. And lines drawn. And, lines need to be drawn uh-huh. because, hey, this is the pinnacle of the importance of our society is that we have to make sure that women are comfortable in the workplace. Okay, well, if that's the most important thing, and we got government and we're paying taxes to it, so then we better figure out how to make that possible, and we better have standard rules, and we better take care of that. Oh, is it not that important? Then this isn't that important. Okay. Yeah, and to me, you kind of can't have it both ways. That, that's what it is to kind of function as a society if you're going to have government in a society. That's what it is. You get if together. You're subscribing to government. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I'm okay with not subscribing to no, government. No, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to argue against that, but I'm, I, I'm just saying to me, it's like, this is dysfunction to have government and then and be left ha- in these situations. It, it's a gray like, area. I'm, like I'm going to step, yeah, like, like those, those two things, they don't, they don't guys, mesh well with yeah. me. All right, fine. Let's move on. Um, okay. So, uh, I was reading this uh, Wall Street Journal article, and by the way, might as well just rename this article. Rob reads the journal. I mean, this like I need some new news sources. 
Okay. I'm just saying, I need some new news sources. I floated that out before. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. So, lawmakers vow changes amid sexual harassment first. So I covered that last week that um, there was actually an office of compliance that was paying out to like um, women who had made claims of sexual harassment. So, first is they want to create a new online system. So, if you're sexually harassed, you work for the government, you can file it online. And we can all know that if this is anything like the Obamacare rollout, the sexual harassers are in good shape. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you're just not going to have to worry about it. Then here's, the, th- this is very in line with what I was saying before, but they want to offer, um, they're going to have mandatory yearly training, which to me, th- this is kind of what I was saying before, but... Training of what? Um, I, how to not sexually harass people. Mm, it seems like okay. that should be common sense. Right. Like, is that, like, if this is, in other words, if your standard of sexual harassment is something that requires training then this probably isn't really a true standard of sexual harassment. Exactly. You know what, like, it's either, th- that should just be a common sense thing, which is playing into what I'm kind of saying here of, like, let's let's actually, have a real yeah. standard of what, 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 is this criminal behavior that we're trying to train people against, or are you training people against how to just not decency. behave like a human yeah. being, right. and, like, some really PC standard that no one really wants to operate with within an office is just, and it's just kind of ridiculous. Okay, um, so here was, a. Uh, the current system, really wacky. Ready for this? Congress has shielded itself from oversight through the years, exempting itself from open record laws and setting up a way for taxpayer, taxpayers to pick up the tab for long, lawmakers who settle misconduct claims. To report sexual harassment, employees must report to the Office of Compliance, where the accuser must go through a 90-day mandatory dispute resolution process, the first step of which is counseling. <laughs> oh, boy. That's the fucking government for you. Like these are the people you want to give more control to. If you were like if you work in government <laughs> and you're sexually harassed, you got to go to the office of compliance to deal with it and spend ninety days getting. Ca- it's like no, no, I don't want to be canceled. I just want this fucker to be fired. He grabbed my titty while I was using the copy machine. I don't want. I don't want a whole fucking process and paperwork and yeah. legal mumbo jumbo. Like fucking get to the bottom of this shit and have him taken care of. All right, next topic. Out in Saudi Arabia, they're kind of modernizing the <laughs> oh, country. They're, they're, they're actually the the preeminent source of this uh, <laughs> of these uh, of trying practices. to reform against yeah, sexual harassment. Exactly. Yeah. So in Saudi through Arabia, like, through like huge like <laughs> jumping through hoops of uh, paperwork <laughs> to be able to prosecute to against a, it. That's right. how that it's uh, that's the way that it's so. Uh, in rampant, Saudi though. Arabia, they've greenlit movie theaters and. Um, I have the uh, list of movies from the opening week. So the opening week in the new Saudi Arabian movie theaters will include classics like How to Beat Your Wife, <laughs> The Hairy Legs Between My Burka, The Lego Star of the Yemen's movie, <laughs> and lastly, their own version of Wonder Mo- Woman titled Wonder Definitely Not a Jewish Woman. <laughs> so there you go. If you're interested in any of those titles, you can travel to Saudi Arabia so over the weekend. The, they're getting their first movie theater? What's the, I guess public. The, the, I, I think royalty probably has their, you know... That's what's crazy about that country. The royalty fucking, like, they party it up. Yeah. And then, you know... So uh, this is, like, the first public movie theater? I guess, from, from what I got from the article. How is that? All right, CVS. We need a fact check. CVS bought Aetna, buddy. I know. It's it, it just happened. So CVS, which has for years been seeking to move further into healthcare, plans to repurpose portions of its pharmacies into community health centers. And so from my experience with CVS... 
I guess you can go there and experience long lines and confusion for more than just your prescriptions. <laughs> yes. I actually and think... Giant yeah, receipts. And giant receipts, yes. I actually think this is the first step towards socializing medicine is that they want to get us used to long lines and poor service <laughs> in healthcare. That's why CVS is taking it over. They're like, we are well-trained in this. Yeah. It's like, we, we all will be just used to a low standard of care. Now, let me ask you this, Yosef. Have you ever had this experience in your life? At a CVS or in no, general? No, just in general, where you're on a job and you're the one responsible person. Like, I've had that experience. It's like, you're surrounded by idiots, but you got to get the job done, so you end up kind of picking up the slack for everyone because you just, you're just that guy. Yeah, you're the, hey, Sometimes. we... Okay, because I was like, can you imagine being like the doctor assigned to the night shift at CVS? Oh, they're actually gonna have doctors on. I, it staff? sounds like they want to like basically be like a full like service kind of well, medical I know they center. Have, like, the clinic, like minute clinics now. Oh, I didn't even know they had CVS, that. Yeah. So it sounds to me like they're gonna be doctors available. And I was just imagining because I've been there at night, you can't find anything. And if you're the doctor at night, it just means you're gonna be helping people find tampons. <laughs> like <laughs> you're gonna go from like you went there, you thought you were gonna be like, like doing surgery, and instead you're gonna be dealing with like people who are high. Like, hey man, I still wanted the crispy M and M's. These are red. <laughs> or people just whipping out their dick like what the fuck is on my dick no no I don't no appointment just tell what the fuck is that you're a doctor right what do I need to put on that will this cream work <laughs> alright yeah. any uh you got any thoughts on the CVS merger no alright now we're headed we're headed for some real news that was the fun news alright now that was the real news buddy the CVS Aetna Big merger was the fake news, but that, no, that it wasn't fake. Stuff? But that, that was the fun news. Now oh, we're up, fun. Oh, now okay. now we're up to the real news. So first is digital currency fever may hit the Fed. So Fed, the Fed, they're considering the Fed. issuing digital money, um, which, as reported, would make payments fast and costless, removing the weight for money to clear into an account or fees to move cash around. And I'm sure we can expect to actually get those savings. <laughs> I'm sure the Fed will pass that on to us. Oh, for sure. But now, what I was thinking about is kind of wild when you're looking at um, like Bitcoin and stuff, is there's clearly a pretty massive demand for non-government currency. I mean, at its yes. core, that's all that Bitcoin is. It's just, hey, here's an option for currency that's not backed by a government. Uh -huh. And so there's clearly is massive demand for it. Now, what's the odd thing is, yeah. I think it's more of a, at this point, it's more of a it's just investment a, tool as opposed to, like but if you feel, uh, yeah, in the, it could lead to, you know, actually a, a usable currency but if you're in the long that, run. But if you're viewing that as more of a store of wealth than something that's backed by the U.S. government, so that, shows, that, yeah. so that just shows the demand for something that's currency that's not backed by government. Exactly. Which is wild. So... Here's something that's odd about Bitcoin. Is, and so I guess it's usable because if you just cash out of it, then you just have cash. Well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's transferable to something else. Um, I'm just saying it's not at a stage where it's readily available to be no, used but here's, at every place. But, but if you uh, here's the take other, it out. Right. But here's the other thing is that if everyone did that, the price would drop would, dramatic, dramatically. So just the fact that the price is where it is is purely well, for demand pure support levels right it. but it's pure demand just for not government like it's not gold you know like i would understand hey i want this physical gold mm -hmm. or like i'm gonna put my money into oil or gun like i understand those investments this is not that this is uh i want my money in just a currency that's not government currency that's 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 what it is demand for i don't that, um, that's why i'm disagreeing with you okay so what, what it is i it? don't think that it's i think it's 
there's a lot of people just trying to catch a wave. Well, that's what's going on more now. Um, but even that is, it's some sort of a faith. Like at its core, that's what the product is offering. So the fact that there are these many people jumping into even that mm-hmm. concept right. just shows like there's you know, alternative. Not just that there's means. alternatives, but people no, are people are people are interested in, in alternative methods. Right. So here's what's interesting about the creation of um, the way that Bitcoin dollars are created. So the currency is built so that recording transactions and thereby generating new Bitcoin, this is also from the journal, by the way, requires, by the way, all these uh, journal things, just to be clear, they're the op-ed pieces, just to, our listeners should know that, requires solving complex mathematical problems. This keeps Bitcoin scarce, but it also means that massive server farms are tasked with essentially wasteful calculations. When environmentalists begin to understand this, it will be a firestorm. So in other words, electricity gets used in running these processors just to do some art Official formula for no reason, but it ends up creating this currency. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you're just like wasting electricity for no no real reason. Well, for a reason, right? But I to like mine Bitcoin. yeah. So I have a I have a kind of a wacky idea for a cryptocurrency here. Okay, and I think it's gonna save the world. Oh fuck! Does it have to? I think I know where this is leading. What do you think? But go ahead. Go. You can. Uh, we, we take it. Take again. Well, my mind is in the in the gutter. Should I get my mind out of the gutter? No, or? it has nothing to do with prostitution. If that's oh, not prostitution. Cake. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the, go the, ahead. the product will be for available for more than just cake. Okay, so at its core, what currency is supposed to be is just a store of value. So, like, let's say today you want to buy a thousand bushels of wheat for me. Right? Like, you don't have to give me a cow for it. You can just give me the dollars. And then we all know dollars worth a dollar, gold bars worth a gold bar, and I can sit on it. It can just store the value. Or let's say I go and clean your yard. So you can hand me a store of value for that. I can go spend it somewhere else. Right? Right. So what I think would be like, and currently the way cash is created, so the government just prints a dollar and now you have a dollar. Cryptocurrency, they run an algorithm. Now you have something. But at its core, like the real way that like, a debt or credit is created is like, let's say, let's just imagine for a second, I had an hour of great com- comedy. Let's just imagine mm-hmm. that I had an hour of great comedy. You're throwing yourself. Um, hold on, hold on. Let me try to. Yeah, try and picture, picture it. this. Really um, try and get that in your head. Okay. And now let's imagine that this is two years ago when you turned 30. Is that two years ago? Are you 32? Yeah, sure. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Are you 33? When did we neglect your 30th birthday and no one showed up for it? Was that two or three years ago? I can't remember. No, 30th birthday we did something for. Okay, fair Whatever. enough. But it was three years ago. It was highly memorable, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, we, we said the 25th. A, 25th we 25th did something 25th was big. big. Okay, anyways. So you go, hey, I'm having 100 people over at my house. I want to pay you the equivalent of $1,000 to perform at my birthday party. Okay. So I'm doing a service for you. You're going to hand me cash for it. So now let's just imagine if instead of handing me cash for it, we created a digital currency or we just created a perfect ledger that you were in debt for this service to me. So I'd have to give you back. So instead of giving me instead of performance. Yes. Or I mean, like usually we would calculate, hey, because it has to be a debit credit system so that Uh you're not artificially creating like a fake number of, hey, I'm worth a million dollars to perform or the equivalent of a million dollars to perform. But in other words, there is some sort of a tradable good. It could be that you'd be willing to do an hour of financial services for me. Mm -hmm. Now, what's nice about trading services is there's nothing taxable there. So like, for example, let's say you're an accountant. So I come, I perform at your thing and you take care of my taxes at the end of the year, as opposed to us 
transferring cash back and forth, which is taxable, we actually have a very secure thing because it's it's not currency. It's just a perfect just ledger. A barter system. Of a, yeah. It's, in other words, a way of tracking barter. Okay. So now, how do you track barter, though, like in a way that you can put it into dollar form? That, so that, that kind of becomes the query because, in other words, in my opinion, the best way to kind of create cash would be to do it at the time of a transaction mm-hmm. so that, right, like the, the cash... Exact, the, the value is exacted at that Firstly, moment. the value is exact. Secondly, secondly, it's inflationary proof because the only way to create something is to actually do the labor that creates the, the good. Or an alt- or like another... It's not, it's not just printing cash. It's not, it, there's no artificial mechanism for it. It's that the actual thing of value is already provided. Okay. Okay, so here's here's my one thought on how you might be able to accomplish this. And the idea is, so the value in being invested into this cryptocurrency, which is really a vehicle. Barter currency. It, yeah, it's more of a barter. It's more of a just a vehicle for being able to track debits and credits between people who want to be able to barter and basically trade services as opposed to dealing in currency. So first and foremost... It's going to be a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> but here's my thought on the Ponzi scheme. So let's say you got a group of professionals together. Lawyer, like just your, your simple services. Doctor, lawyer, accountant, um, uh, carpenter. Just you, you got a community of, let's say, 10 people. Who, all doing different things. Between those 10 people, they can all do whatever that thing is. So now you have a working model of people that can trade things amongst each other. And they can just trade the hours and the resources. Are you still with me? Yeah. So we start with 10 people. 10 people have bought into this Ponzi scheme, right? Uh, Yeah. Now, I think if you're a new person that comes into it, the way that that currency is created is you have to perform a free service for those 10 people. Uh-huh. When you perform a free service, you get the services from the other 10. No, no, no. The first time you perform a service, it can be any task, though. It could be the task that's equivalent of a $20. Uh-huh. First service, you get paid nothing for it. It's a free service. That's your entry into the club. Now that you're a member of the club, you never have to deal with taxes or currency again. The next time you perform a task for someone, you then are granted like the, the currency equivalent of what it would be from, from a person who's already in the system. So the value to everyone is that, firstly, any task that you do from there, from then onwards, and basically credit that you earn for performing a task within the network. So it's inflationary proof. You never have to worry about it eroding in value, mm-hmm. assuming that, you know that they're always They're're members still, of the group. Yeah. Like, oh, like I mean, it's like Doing any other stuff, currency, yeah. but potentially the tax-free benefit of it would create demands that you would never have to worry that like your actual credits, you know, wouldn't be good somewhere. So how do those initial ten, let's say, so you would have get to, in? Yeah, no, no. no. So you would have to have a community of, like I said, it would have to start off. I feel as like a, this is like a kibbutz. Oh, you mean I'm basically designing socialism? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, basically approaching. No. Yeah, like you need. No, to no. Join I think the, I think you just need enough of it. It doesn't have to be ten, but I think it just has to be like um a network. A network of it could even be five, but five people who are willing to trade um services amongst each other. So that you already have Get a it. no, so you already working. have a working group of people who are willing to trade. Um, but can they go to d- like ten different clubs? Or they're specified to? Oh that no! Club? So by the way, here's the other thing. In my opinion, there also there would be no cash in, cash out value. So you would never want to like show up and basically do forty hours of work to be be like a millionaire in this currency. It wouldn't do you any good. You basically, it would be like a pure mechanism for essentially trading labor okay. uh, that I can do one carpentry job for this guy. So you can, there's no actual money. 
It's basically it's in and, the, the, the in and out is just different tasks. Yes. Okay. Well, there's no out task. You can choose to leave the group at any time, but anytime you leave the group, you're going to have left the group with more value than you put in. Like everyone, everyone makes it in the long run because you don't have to worry about inflation and you don't have to worry about taxes because you're being, you're, it creates a mechanism for trading labor. Are you still so by existing to- in the group? You make it out. You make out better. You, like in other words, your your membership cost of doing free labor for the initial ten people that that's more. Um, there's more generated. You're gonna get more value out of it than than you actually put in. in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a concept. I like it. These are the things you think about when you, you don't <laughs> actually work a job. All right. <laughs> you should tell your uh, your bakery guy that that's what you're coming up with. Oh, and that's why I need these cookies. Yeah. I need these cookies the fuel. to. Uh, to to um to fuel to, your mind to fuel these thoughts. Okay, so here was another um journal article which I thought was fascinating about cryptocurrency. It was about cryptocurrencies. Didn't you say you had a Bitcoin story you wanted to you wanted uh, to tell us? Yeah, like six years ago. You bought so much Bitcoin. I should have. You thought I, about buying Bitcoin. There was I I got a call at work, and they uh, this is when like Bitcoin was at I don't know twenty five dollars. Um, but like I knew what kind of very basically w- that it existed. Um, and I got a call on the trading desk and some guy's like, uh, is this where I could get some Bitcoin? Can I get some big? I was like, what? What? I was like, you reached like where, like this is a broker dealer, like, we you could get stocks and options right <laughs> and bonds like like we can't take you know you can't get bitcoin here i was like how where are you seeing this like on the website i was like what website is like 1-800-BITCOIN i was like what are you like what he's like i just called up 1-800-BITCOIN where can i get some bitcoin and I'm like, Your dude, I was like, so I'm like, what is going I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm sorry, sir. Like, whatever you're seeing on, on the website, like, unfortunately, you know. I'm just I, a guy. I, I, yeah, I sell I, stocks. I, yeah, like, I, I really have no access you him. to hey, that. Uh, like, oh, I'll get you some Bitcoin. So they just <laughs> wiring some money. And uh, <laughs> boom, you got some Bitcoin. Um, no, but. Sure, I'll send it in the mail. <laughs> Where can I send? It's yeah. digital. No, no, no. <laughs> you need a physical record of it. I'll send them to you. Don't you worry. Give me your address. I'll yeah, I'm sending the like the, 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 the pop tops for education. <laughs> <laughs> they were ten cents a piece. If you can bring them into a school script. Um, yeah. So I'm like, what the? F-? Like, I hung up. Like, I'm like, I was completely confused. And I'm like, what he said about one eight hundred Bitcoin kind of like was like in my head. I pulled out my cell phone. I dialed 1-800-BITCOIN, and my phone started ringing at work. Oh, you were legit 1-800-BITCOIN. 1-800-whatever the... How much, number, how much money would just that number be worth right now? <laughs> You're telling me. Um, and, yeah, essentially, whatever toll-free number equated to that. And I was like, holy shit, like, that's pretty crazy. And I'm like, now looking back, it, I was thinking, I'm like, that was like the... Su- in my mind that was now, I was like, buy. that was the sign to like, that just was buy all the fucking Bitcoin. That like, was God. Yeah. Like saying like, like, okay, you need to buy Bitcoin. And, and as it's kind of shot through the roof, like at every point it's like, 
I, I can't buy it now. I can't buy it at, when it's at ten thousand. I could have bought it when it was twenty five. Like twenty five. And now, bucks. oh, fifteen thousand. Like whatever. All right. So this is very interesting to me. About so I could have devoted all my time to, to run Bitcoin. your mouth. No, to run your oh, mouth. Oh, you could have been full time run your mouth. Yeah. Um, so. Most important, Bitcoin is on a collision course with sovereign states. Bitcoin was founded on a libertarian ethos, and its proponents zealously resist licensing and regulation. Take it to its logical conclusion, this philosophy would entail the elimination of central banks. So far, the volume of actual Bitcoin transactions has been minuscule. Western governments are dozing, but if Bitcoin ever grew to a critical mass, politicians around the world would wake up. King Philip, I think four, I don't know the way uh, Roman numerals work. What is it? Is that five? Six? Four. Four? I was right. IV. Um, of France, once could not repay his debt to his bankers, the Knights Templar. So in 1307, he had their leaders arrested on trumped-up charges and then burned at the stake. No modern sovereign uh, will give up the power of the purse without a similar fight, if perhaps a less bloody one. So basically he says, what, like, if, if it becomes popular enough, they'll just step in to regulate it, and then we'll bottom out They're because that's the entire... Hard. That's the only value of it is the fact that it exists outside of their thing. Okay, so here was the last uh, thing that I wanted to talk about, and then we're Go. done. Online price wars vex Fed on inflation. So what w- what's interesting to me about this... Oh, it was going to be something interesting. This past article and the article I'm about to mention is that three months ago, it, th- this stuff would almost border on conspiracy talk, and now I'm like just reading it straight up in the journal. Yeah, I mean, op-ed section, but still just the fact that it's in the journal and not like on Zero Hedge. But part of what people were saying is that the reason why we haven't been seeing inflation, well, it's twofold. We export a lot of our currency and it just sits in banks so it doesn't actually get spent. So, like, we're just, I don't know who really buys up our debt at the moment. But, like, if Japan's buying up a shit ton of our debt, they're just taking a lot of our, basically, inflation because it's just sitting in their bank. Mm-hmm. Um but then the other thing is that basically prices have gone down so drastically because of technological improvements that everything would actually be cheaper. In other words, the reason why inflation's only been measured at being like two percent a year is because in reality, like I could have bought this, goods, I could have bought this laptop for you know a hundred dollars. Like this laptop is wicked cheap now. Uh-huh. We could have like in yesterday, in two years ago's dollars, I could have bought this for nothing. But like since the cost of goods have so drastically come down, we haven't realized that our dollars are worth so much less. Does that make sense? okay. Like, in other words, everything is so much cheaper to produce. Like, let's say there was no inflation. Like, a slice of pizza would actually just cost me a dollar now. Like, the price of things would have actually gone down drastically. But because But since we keep printing money, so that's kind of masked what inflation, like, the inflation that exists. So what they're actually discovering is that because of services like Amazon and the ability to discover prices so easily puts everyone in direct competition, Mm -hmm. they're actually noticing that that's happening and it's creating an issue for the Fed because they don't really even know how to price inflation anymore because they're not, they know that there should be inflation. They're hoping for 2%. Uh But they're not seeing the 2% and they're trying to figure out why aren't we seeing the 2%. And, And in part, it's because prices keep coming down because of technological developments. But that, the point... That's not what that all of us should realize is like they're still weakening our purchasing power. We'd right. still all be living better lives. The fact that there isn't inflation doesn't mean that the Fed isn't stealing us of some of our wealths, our, our wealth by printing dollars. They are. It's like just, it should be coupled with this. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's all I got, buddy. All right. I feel like we got a little heady there. Told a couple jokes. We heard about uh, eating uh, eating uh, McDonald's, eating eating Dunkin' Donuts. 
Uh, Yo saves failed venture at Bitcoin. Oh God, I'm, I kick myself. Does that number still? I'll, I'll just start answering that call. I need a new job. Oh I no, it doesn't go to my. It, I, they got rid of the son of a bitch. I think like uh, the IT that department was a missed opportunity. My, yeah, fuck yeah. Just keeping that number. You guys could be in the Bitcoin game right now. You could be selling Bitcoin. Well, yeah. They got futures on now. I know. Yeah, you guys could be selling that. Well, our. Yeah. You guys are starting to sell Bitcoin? We we're not it's not like selling it. Anyone who could, calls up and wants it, you guys will anyone who yeah has I kinda wanna to find the, I, I'd like to find a cryptocurrency trading platform sales job. That seems like such a hot and upcoming market that um there probably aren't too many people even in right, right now. Like, no, doing like cold calls to try to get people to like buy into join, Bitcoin or to pick up like, join like no, Coinbase like, or something like that. Like I'm sure that they're just good trading platforms for kind of monitoring and trading like cryptocurrencies. So if people are interested because they've been like currency traders their whole life just to kind mm-hmm. of sell them into the platform. Like what Scott Trade was 20 years ago. I'm sure there's some new like cryptocurrency specific website that just kind of. Well, the thing is like the it's it hasn't gotten to a point where like it's. You know, like the high, you know, like now, like Apple, like trades in one cent. In, right. You know, like Bitcoin's not there yet, but that's the opportunity to try to close in all those mark uh, margins on. Right. Because it's it, at every different place, like it's quoted at different places. Well, first of all, the volatility is off the like sky high, but I'm just okay. saying. I want to be the price guy. of it, like. I want to be the so, I want to be so, like the Wolf of Wall Street for Bitcoin, where I call mom and pops up at home, like you have to get in yesterday. Then, Do you understand the way this thing is moving? If you took this phone call a month ago, I would have made you a million dollars. Do you want to be able to sell your farm in a week? And then I don't actually buy any of the shit. I just broker this, and then it all goes to shit. A bunch of people are out of work, and I get to do some coke on a hot stripper. I got I got a fucking. I'm getting like email ads saying like, "Oh, get Bitcoin for your IRA." Like it's like That's people a are bad yeah. idea. Like people are people that, are so and, dumb. and people are gonna do that. People are so dumb. All right, that's it for our show. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next and, week. And watch Rob's Bit- newsroom. Bitcoin will be at a hundred thousand in a week. Rob's newsroom at gmail.com. Cheers, motherfuckers. Fuck off.